Hello and welcome to Man Day Monday. Today is Monday, August the 10th, and I would like to welcome our first time listeners, some repeated listeners, to Man Day Monday podcast about topics about what men go through, what men experience, and and what men um, live by, basically. So, um, for those who love to um, connect with us on our social media, um, our website is uh, tmanproject.org. That's T M A N P R O J E C T dot org. And the handles for our social media um, is the same as T Project um, for Instagram and Twitter. So um, definitely, you guys tune in for the first time, um, definitely give us your feedback. Give us a message uh, on our social medias. Or, you know, add us. Just let us know what you like, what you didn't like. Um, our um, our Man Day Monday page on Instagram is is M Day Monday underscore podcast. It's M Day Monday underscore podcast. So definitely hook us up. Look us up on there. Um, so you can give us some feedback, definitely. But today, today, man, I'm, I'm humbled. Um, uh, Mr. Barrett, he's a guy, man. I, I've, I've shown about. I was introduced uh, to him um, through a, a mutual mutual acquaintance of mine, um, and 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 she she kind of explained the things he's been doing, and I and I love it. You know, energizes me, energizes my team. Anytime we see uh, men doing something positive, not just for the community, but but for the family. I talk to him. He's a family man. Um, and even if um, you know you're not even a father, you're just doing good things, um, just for the generic public, I think it's an awesome thing. So, um, Mr. Bear, you there, sir? Yes, I am. What's thank you for on? having me, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for for allowing this opportunity, man, to to happen. Um, man, just first off, man, just give a brief, you know, just give a brief insight uh, to everyone. Uh, let them know about you, man, so they can uh, look you up on your social media contacts or whatnot. All right. My name is Anthony Barrett. I'm a social entrepreneur from Hartford, Connecticut. I'm very passionate about um, shifting the narrative for, for our black um, boys and young men and just men in general. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm very active. Uh, Anthony Barrett, Anthony dot G Barrett, senior um, MBA on, on LinkedIn. Um, my handles, uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's B-L-C-K underscore T-E-C-H. That's Black Tech. And um, and I'll give you guys a little bit of handles a little later around some of the work that I'm doing for boys um, around tech and engineering and, and entrepreneurship. But those are my two active handles that I'm on. Man, cool, cool, man. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. So, so, so the whole um, title, man, that, that we, they're speaking on, man, just I'm, I'm going to let you introduce it, man. Just tell me your overall just view. Um, when you think about um, the, the topic at hand that we discussed? Um, yeah, I think for me right now, we're just uh, discussing family. I think family family um, is, is critical, and uh, especially this period in, um, where we are in America when it comes to just black culture. Then also entrepreneurship opportunities um, for the culture, for the movement. So I'm someone that's very Afrocentric, um, family-driven, um, and then just applied as a black man going through this process. And then adjusting with everything that's happened with COVID and, and, and taking care of your kids, make sure your kids are getting an adequate um, educational experience. Um, so I think those, you know, that sums up a little bit of 
some topics that we can probably discuss that I think is critical for us to move forward as a as a culture. I feel you, man. I feel you, man. Man, with with um, you know, adjusting to this distance thing, man. Um, man, tell me about your your personal setback um, doing this whole adjusting thing. Because we talked to a couple of business people, how some of them have, have they 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 kind of missed the curve where they wasn't affected, but some has been, man. So just tell me. Um, you know, going into, you know, adjusting, um, you know, about distance learning, that kind of thing. What's been your recent setback um, overall with this whole thing? So I would actually say I haven't had too much setback. Um, even though I've experienced, I've seen a lot of people have some setbacks um, regarding um, their businesses, but I'll touch base a little piece on where I may be, you know, some setback, but also I look at setbacks as, as setups for, uh, for, for greater opportunities. I'm solution driven uh, when it comes to this. So for me and, and my wife, um, when the schools, you know, pretty much closed down and we had to still manage our our business and um, and still grow our business, but then also still support our kids. Um, so I think the biggest challenge was was growing a, a grassroots nonprofit that we're very passionate about building, um, which is called Girls for Technology, uh, which we focus that organization on building pathways for young girls through STEM and technology and engineering more so um so we do that my wife is the the, the lead the co-founder um but the founder and president ceo who manages day-to-day operations i support her on the back end to make sure we can scale the organization and, and build up our communities um so so as an entrepreneur um it's a lot of work but so balancing that piece and then also supporting our kids when our kids are home in the mornings and we're trying to figure out how to how to still support our kids, but also we know we have to also get in our grind because when you're an entrepreneur, you can't afford or have the luxury to have a business backing you. So you have to still grind during that period. So for us, it was more about finding the balance between how can I uh, manage what I'm doing on my day to day as my full time job, which I'm a nonprofit executive as well, um, then also managing our entrepreneurial journey. And then supporting our kids to make sure they get the proper support in distance learning. So I think the challenge for us is really trying to figure out how to balance both. It was difficult, um, and then still, and, and we're still looking forward to not sending our kids back in the fall coming up. We're still going to work through the process to make sure we can still provide um, supports, um, um, and then also make sure our kids get the social emotional component that's that was missing because kids are social they still need to be around people so i think one of our things that we did was make sure that our kids you know sometimes came to the office with us and then sometimes we try to have like little play dates when we you know with, with some cousins just to make sure they can have some socialization but it was hard on kids and it was definitely was hard on us trying to balance work support systems and then also making sure we get on our grind to capitalize on the opportunities that was taking place during covid yeah yeah Definitely feel you, man. Um, I guess what's one of the most? Um, okay, I, I can go back when you seen with your kids, because um, a lot of schools are gearing up to to you know go back remotely um, on on the, on the digital level. Um, so as a parent, man, you know how did you develop the skills, you know, of, of you know to engage your kids, or did you guys come out with a, a curriculum you wanted to set up, or how did you guys, um, you know, develop you know the skills? that you'd like to, you know, your kids to um, to develop on? So for us, um, you know, school, traditional schools, you know, they teach you, um, they teach you what you need to be able to learn in schools. But our biggest piece during this period 
was for our kids to see us as as black entrepreneurs grinding so we made it we our kids got to the point where they knew we were like on zoom meetings zoom calls so they knew we had to get on certain calls so we even have our kids to the point where we just started really taking them to the office and understand like it's expected for them to eventually have their own business or or, or create a uh, entity or support the culture move the culture forward so we kind of set the expectation and we 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 utilize that those three months through the four months to uh build something in our young in our in our two young um twins um for them to recognize that they have the ability and power to um to create um versus consuming so i'm trying to we're, we're working very hard to make sure we drill those things in our kids so that they understand that they have they're, they're they're innovative and they have natural talents and abilities to create so that's the first piece that we started utilizing so they can see us um, on a continuous basis, just building and grinding and, and creating. So I think once we um, once we put that, we're going to continue to do that because I really do believe the only way we can shift our culture and, and shift movement is, is is ownership. So we're stressing with our kids during this period. And then the flip side to support them academically, um, we're just uh, we haven't created anything um, different besides just being supportive and walking through the traditional curriculum which I think a lot of the schools just, especially here in Connecticut, they were trying to figure it out on the fly, you know? <laughs> so that, so that, that was the hardest piece is like, no one knew what to expect because it was the first time. And then if you're in an urban center, um, especially, you know, Hartford is one of probably one of the poorest per capita density areas in, in, in the United States. So a lot of our school district didn't have the adequate resources for kids to even distance learn or the support systems in place. So, um, so we're really big me and my wife on making sure we can you know lower that achievement gap but also at the same time we recognize during this digital distance learning piece it's only broadened the achievement gap because everything is transitioning digital and there was already a gap there when it came to kids having access to uh to technology having access to educational resources so there's a some major concerns so i only circled i only say that to be able to circle back to why me and my wife are very you know very um adamant about building out organizations and building out movements that really help move our youth, our young folks, our young professionals forward. So one of the things that we did launch to one of through our organization, Girls of Technology, we, we launched a virtual pipeline, which is a, a pathway or a, a pathway um, program designed for what's considered opportunity youth, 18 to 24 year olds, to be able to have access or internships to fortune 500 companies so we built that piece out where kids are learning google analytics um salesforce and a whole bunch of other um highly in-demand skill sets because right. the workforce is shifting from from degrees to skills to certs right. so yeah. we're really adamant in making sure we can train up our communities to make sure they're available that they're ready to take advantage of all these vacant opportunities but our community is not um fully represented we're not fully represented in a lot of these spaces because i think in 2020 2019 i think it was 2.6 vacant jobs in some of these tech industries and we just can't fill the space fast enough so I, so there's major opportunities for us to be able to build and showcase and create pathways so we're working very adamantly to, be able to advance those pathways but we try to drill those same things into our young kids that there's opportunity but we got to make sure we're at the table 
and not just at the table but we got to be able to create our own doors um, create our own buildings and, and, and build the biggest tables man definitely i definitely agree man i, I know that like the school district here um <clears throat> my kids been they've been homeschooling maybe this could be this could be the fourth year now but um through through my mental program uh you know dealing with the parents and, and the kids is that same challenge came when there were a lot of kids weren't able to remote you know learning once school would stop because like a lot of them have any access you know what i mean yep. um and so i think what i what, what, what i think what two big k i think at&t and spectrum here um they gave free um internet for homes they they, they installed free routers and everything um at, at so many um of the kids homes um because you know they didn't have access and i thought that was awesome it wasn't even i don't think it was done through the school system i think that's something that the corporate you know corporate office ended up doing for the state which i thought was pretty cool man um but like you said those things are something that they have to look at you know i mean from now on because we're going into that digital age where everybody's got the need access you know and it's and it's sadly like say a lot of urban communities you know don't have that and i i wouldn't even see this urban i mean sometimes you have rural rural areas you yep. know that just don't have that development in their land you know and i don't think we pay that much attention to like right now <laughs> until we've been forced to yeah i think that conversation man is so needed and um and 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 and, 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 and i'm and I, that's what i was telling uh, a couple other guys i said man i said it's, it's a good thing that it brought a lot of light and it showed the disparity between a lot of communities and neighborhoods, you know, with this COVID. So you can see, you know, how flawed, you know, education is and how flawed technology is given to us, you know, as, as, as community, as, 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 um, like I said, I don't want to, I don't really, really say race. Cause I mean, you have a lot of rural areas too without it, but I mean, just the, the disadvantage that a lot of kids have. And yep. you know, even when it come down to feed, I remember when I, um, I, I saw like so many people posting about man they were like literally crying because it's like there's so many kids that they only meal came from when they was at school you know yeah yeah what you about to say now i was gonna say i agree so one of the things i did actually here down in connecticut we were probably every two weeks we partnered with some organizations and and literally dropped off groceries to seniors and families in need because they were definitely um especially a lot of the urban centers and maybe rural as well that there are food deserts so families weren't having access to and especially in a lot of urban centers access to quality foods and fresh produce so i think it was critical um for a lot of families that depended on school districts to have a have a hot meal for their kids so it so i think a lot of organizations a lot of caring adults within communities were probably preparing meals um delivering them to families in need so i think it was it showed what communities could do when we really unite to be able to support each other and i'm assuming the same thing was probably happening up there in alabama you know you know but um but that those are the kind of things that we have to do as a as a, as a community we gotta be willing to support each other yeah and i think i think that's the beauty of it all you know even when you know you know we're talking about um I'm just I guess I guess we can kind of slide into it with that way but that's one thing that even with um the the I guess the social unjust the social unrest that came about during this time of pandemic with George Floyd is that you know regardless some people like you know I don't care about the skin color I'm trying to make sure these kids in this community eat you know what I mean you know I'm not I don't care about uh we know there's a uh you know a flawed way of um 
you know the just the criminal justice system and that kind of thing so all those things was just it's like like a a whirlwind of emotions you know what i mean that was going on and um how did y'all man you know how, how did how did your community how did you you know how did your kids how did you how did you explain to them about the whole you know george Floyd incident and um just the just the civil unrest that was going on during that time so for me i got a quick um story um so i you know i i have three girls and one boy so you know i had to have that conversation with my son because he was he, he was watching all the stuff that was happening on tv around george floyd and i remember he said if, if cops ever um ever approach him i guess he would just you know he would just you know pay himself white you know so like so they wouldn't be able to like hurt him basically you know so i had to instill in him like you know it's about still you know just building up his confidence so he can understand that he should be proud to be a, a black man but there are challenges and i explain these things to him because i don't know about you but kids are a little smarter nowadays these kids is coming here with information they sharp they yeah. ask really 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 pointed questions um so i had to really have some real conversation with him to let him know like these are some tough periods in in america and you may have some obstacles and it's how you navigate them, how you overcome them, but also just remain that, you know, just realize that you are beautifully um, built and you are unique. And and you are probably the most, besides a black woman, the most valuable uh, commodity on the planet, you know? So I, um, so I explained those things to him, but I think, you know, for kids, they had a lot of emotional because they can't understand it. They just don't understand why someone will get killed based on the color of your skin. Or, or they have a fear of police officers. So I think just having those real conversation with them about about understanding that not everyone is 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 bad. Um, they, you know, there's a need for law enforcement, so they understand what law enforcement is because um, you have to be able to still understand the difference between a bad apple and a good apple, and understand what it is in America and how the historic the hi- historical facts and how these things has played out across um across uh i don't want to say generations but you know, probably generations so i think that was the biggest thing i was trying to give my son um and he's eight year old just trying to give him a little uh, history lesson but but also at the same time recognize that he has to shift the narrative now and and how does he play a, play a part to be solution driven to what's happening right now in, in our society so um I'm just trying to build up my future king to uh, recognize how he can make sure he can be there for his future self by by his actions today. Indeed, man. Yeah, indeed. I, I know the greatest. <clears throat> I told my oldest, he's 13, and, and one of the greatest gifts, man, that I told him I feel like I can give you is, is two things. I can give you, you know, a legacy, which uh, I've used the quote a hundred million times, um, but it's one of my favorites. I say, legacy is planting a garden that you'll never see. You know, so I try to instill, you know, that in him. Um, but also in addition to that, um, you know, I try to I try to give him the gift of, of self-awareness. You know what I'm saying? The ability to see yourself or others view you. And even if they don't view you a particular way, I want you to have that gift to know, you know, who you are, who you, you know, how you perceive yourself to be because um, you know, positive perception is not always how somebody's gonna look at you. You know what I mean? You have to have that inner um you have to have an inner um, positive perception of yourself. Sometimes you're gonna, you're the only one who's gonna have that positive perception. You know what I mean? So I've definitely tried to throw that into to, uh, into him. And 
one thing that I guess I, I throw this out at you. Um, you know, when I talk about to him, um, like, have you talked to him? Well, no, he's how old is your oldest? You said you say your oldest is. Yeah, I got 20. three girls. Yep, three girls and one boy, and my oldest is twenty-two. Yeah. So how did you like? You know, as 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 a, as a dad, well, even not her, like in, in people in general, like, do you ever ask the question like, how do you, how do you think others perceive you? How do you, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times we can say, okay, well, I know what I am, I know what I'm about, you know. But I think it's good, you know, just us as, as men, as mentors, you know, even ask. You know, even that's, I think it's okay for, you know, to check on homeboys. Like, man, you know what I'm saying? You ever thought about how others perceive you? Have you ever done that? Or, or what's been your key to, I guess, helping people see that the, uh, the obvious in themselves? Yeah. yeah. No, no, you're right. Because uh, I think I've, because I've always, you know, kind of like struggled that when I was a lot younger. Um, yeah. You know, I used to always hear, you know, you know, people tell you like, hey, you're arrogant, you know, and so forth. And I used to be like, no, I'm just confident. And, <laughs> and you know, I'm just confident. And people always, yeah, there's a difference between being confident and arrogant. <laughs> but, um, and I also play sports. So, you know, with playing sports, and if you're good, you got to have a little bit of arrogance and, you know, maybe confident. Right. <laughs> so, right. so when those things kind of like transferred over, I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not arrogant. Yeah. You know, but then for other people, perception becomes reality. Right. You know, to them. But until you're able to take a, you know, take a step back and actually look in the mirror and do some introspection you, you start realizing you know like maybe maybe i am and i think the only time we are able to really grow is when we can actually have self-reflection or have or listen to other people's thoughts or ask those those critical questions you know and i always use this phrase with with kids or with young professionals when i'm working with you know with young you know youth um it's like stepping it's like stepping at the at, at, a, at a painting real close up and as soon as you step back, you're able to see a, a clearer image, a clearer picture. So I think that's what that's what self-reflection really is. Is like if you're so blinded in yourself and you're not really paying attention or you're not willing to ask critical questions or have conversations with people that's going to give you real raw feedback that's going to be used for growth. You're never really going to be able to you know, self-actualize or really get to those next places or even see a lot of your blessings until you're able to recognize where some of our flaws are. So I, you know, so I, so I think it is critical and I do have those conversations and I've had them over the years, sometimes, sometimes because I've asked and sometimes when I haven't asked, you know, so, but I think it's critical to be around people that's going to keep it real with you um, and, and really love you and want to be able to see you fully grow um, and, and achieve as much as you possibly can. Hmm. That's a good, that's a good, um, that's a good analogy, man. Most definitely, man. Um, I think i think if we did that man a lot of a lot of things i think we would um you know not be scared of those bumpy places in the road you know what i'm saying um cause a lot of times we're, we're we'll be at a certain place or a certain um at a certain place or a certain point of our lives and i think um you know if you use those tools you know what i'm saying that we get you know it could be from a mentor from your parents or whatnot i think all that man you know definitely you know plays a role man um so like with the um like entrepreneurship like how what what made you like get into like entrepreneurship i know a lot of people be like like i've seen this one lady she had a video she was saying <laughs> so i was like you know when somebody asks you how did you do it they'd be like it was hard work it was hard drive they're like no like what did you do and they fly <laughs> back well it took me a lot of sweat and tears they was like no but i'm asking how did you do it 
man, God was on my side. No, I'm really saying, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people have the, you know, you know, and, 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 and they was getting to the point, I don't, it was a comedian lady who made the video, but, um, and what her point was making, she was just like, don't be afraid to bring other people up where you are. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and I think we have this mentality like, okay, yeah, I, I made, I, I, you know, and then, and then that'll be the main place. Hey, what did you do? Man, like, I, I mean, I just, I just took me hard work, you know? So what uh, those, you know, men out here, you know, whatever entrepreneurship ideas they may have for grabs, you know, what um, two key elements, cause I know it's a lot of elements. Um, it's kind of like a dime. You have all these shapes in it, but two matter the most, you know what I mean? Um, what things or what two keys to make a lasting uh, entrepreneurship or even if they even if they think they want to be community service work, whatever the case is what two things do you think um you need to have or you maybe you may have more than two points you know that, that's on you but what, what elements do you think is, is important or vital um just for, for you know for the men out there okay I, um I would say uh, not to steal it just from Nike. I would say for anyone that's actually thinking about building or starting something, um, the first thing I would say, just do it. Um, it's as simple as that. Just do it. Because what you start today, and if you're willing to commit to at least um, 24 months, you'll be grateful that you actually started it today. So I would say just if you have an idea, if you have a dream that's birthed inside of you or a vision, and I tell people all the time, like, whatever is placed inside of you, trust me, nobody else. God hasn't placed that vision inside somebody else. It's just uniquely in you. Because if I was to tell somebody else to build the same thing that I'm thinking about, they'll build it completely different than your vision. So I say, if you have a vision and you always wanted to start something, start it today. And, and I always say, um, um, lead with lead with, uh, with, um, with purpose. And everything I've always done in my life has always been purpose-driven. And I think as an entrepreneur, if you're doing it um, with, with the right cause or for the right reasons, and it, but if, you know, everything else will fall in line. And the biggest thing I would also say is surround yourself with, with, with not just smart people, because you, you gotta be able to build something great with some really smart people, but surround yourself with people who generally care about your success, who generally care about wanting to see you achieve that. But I think, um, and that community was absolutely right. You definitely need God on your side. You definitely, there's a lot of sweat equity that comes in because as an entrepreneur, you have to have grit and you got to be willing to uh, build and start. So I would say the best thing that you could ever do is just start, just do it and have faith in a process because entrepreneurs tend to fail when they give up way too early and they're not willing to have that grit and persevere through those hard days. Um, but those are also the blessings. Because the most most learning and most growth come through the process of trying to figure things out. You become solution driven. You know, you don't look at things as a problem. You look at it as a solution. You see a problem. All you want to do is just solve for it. And I think if we uh, if we if you have a dream, number one, just do it. Yeah. Apply for your EIN. Hit your secretary of state up, and then build it out and take and take steps. Mm. And then you know, seek out mentors. Seek out advisors. And then trust me, if you if you do all of those things, you'd be surprised what kind of energy start generating around you and people just want to jump on you. But you go have your haters. Oh yeah. <laughs> but you got but you gotta fight through the haters. You gotta put the shades on and keep fighting and just move move with purpose. And then I think, you know, don't chase the money. 
because if you're building something great you're building a, a wonderful brand all those things fall in line later on yeah what i tell people sometimes man is um you know they want to jump in entrepreneurship a lot of people don't have to you know equity or, or shareholder money to you know to, to do that you know what i told people i said because <clears throat> what i've had to do myself i said sometimes you have to let your uh, business finance your dream you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. uh, let your nine to five you know uh finance that nonprofit you want to get started to get you you know get your eic and all that stuff in line you know what i mean um mm-hmm. you know everybody's not blessed to have money save up like that so you know align put your ducks in the row said okay you know what find you two good solid people that that you can like they collaborate with um what i said i was on a this interview the other day and what i said on there i said you know find somebody who's going to complement your weaknesses you know what i'm saying um sometimes you, you you feel like you may have all the answers and, and sometimes you know you get somebody to keep asking you when you're gonna do it, when you're gonna do it like we may look at it like man why you keep bugging me and nagging me about what i'm doing with my own business that that one person may be the one you need on your team that's that's pushing you that you don't mm-hmm. even realize you know what i mean um so that's one thing i think you know get somebody who's going to compliment man your, your weaknesses you know um and i think those things you know is going to be more valuable than anything um what's one i'm gonna tell you actually this i i don't think i've asked this enough like what's one thing you wish you would have done that you did um one thing i wish i would have done that i like haven't you, yeah mm. like you look back like not saying with regret but just like man okay you know what I might have should have done this about a year two ago. I might should have, you know, either started oh. early. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the one thing I wish I would have done was uh, just left left the traditional uh, workplace a lot sooner <laughs> and, and took on this entrepreneurial journey. Even though I have, um, even though I have a steady, uh, you know, job that I also do, um, I wish I would have transitioned and, and discovered the ability to be able to, you know, generate. Um, your own creativity or build something that that that's actually yours I think it's something very um, euphoric about it. it it energizes you when you can actually build and, and and see something that you're imparting on on kids from your community so I think I think when you're building and you're being social you know and, and I think I shared earlier as a social entrepreneur which is just having social impact um, for a greater good I think just having that kind of impact on a community and then when you're working to build something to become a national organization just having those kind of big dreams because I think one of the things earlier that I mentioned about entrepreneurship people don't always dream big enough mm. and and I think it's critical that we have dreamers those always frowned upon oh he's just a dreamer but dreamers are the one who gets stuff done and I think people have dreams but they don't know how to execute or implement and get that dream started i think that's the biggest piece if i can impart anything is that you can have a dream but it's what comes next are you willing to implement and then execute because execution is the hardest piece for people to actually um get things done and, and build a team and i you know last year on the entrepreneurship i would share that right now is probably the best time ever in american history to ever be a black man or black woman or just be black and brown period uh, as it relates to entrepreneurial dollars that are coming down through your de- Department of Economic Developments and, and other institutions that are looking to invest in black founders, um, black leaders that are running organizations, anything black or brown, right now is probably the best time to have access to capital. So I think if, if anyone's ever had a dream to be able to start something, go look up your, uh, get in contact with your local state legislators find that capital find those investment dollars because right now is probably the best time 
to be black and brown and be an entrepreneur in America if you're looking to start something. And I, w- I would hate for for us not to take advantage of those opportunities because this is a once in a lifetime. You had COVID, you had George Floyd and Black Lives Matters movement, even though um, I'm not even going to touch too much on that, even though the symbolism of everything that's happening, we have to understand or sometimes we have to take on that that um that that journey on our own to realize like we have to truly start creating um actionable steps it's great that we've gotten the the world's attention now but what's next and i think we have to understand even from the community level from uh the state level to a national level that we have to start creating actionable things that's really going to shift the culture really shift education really um focus on the wealth gap focus on poverty focus on all these things that are that are that's held us in bondage for so many years but we cannot continue to have symbolism and 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 just march without actual steps to really change legislation and and and, and how we regulate and how we support and how we grow our communities going forward yeah that's uh everybody y'all church the doors are open man brother uh barrett just gave us a sermon y'all <laughs> the, the, the doors are open right now, man. <laughs> but man, that's that's man. You hit on you hit it right on the knot, man. And um, I, I'm I'm definitely man, just just humbled, man, to to even have met you. Uh, I'm delighted, man, by the connections that we've established, man. Um, and this and 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 actually, actually, man, this is what you know, Man Day Monday is about, guys. You know, it's it's not about hate. You know, um. It's not all about promoting masculinity. It's about promoting. It's about being informative, um, enlightening, and also uh, uh, just building better men. You know what I'm saying? Um, but man, but last last question. Uh, I'm gonna throw out you doing anything else extra, man. I, I, I'm giving you the floor. Um, what's been the most valuable lesson out of all out of everything you've done? Um, you know, when you when you look at your you know your entrepreneurship, your mentoring program, um, all the things that you've done, man. What's been the most valuable lesson that you've learned? Hmm. Um, that's a great question. I think the most valuable lessons I've learned in life is um, be kind to people when everyone else might not be as kind to you. I think it's just realizing like love wins and um, just being kind. And I've always tried to lead that way is just to be genuinely um, good to people. Um, and even when you may not immediately see, um, you're not just doing it just because you want to receive something, but I just think when you're, when you're generally kinder, you want to see people win. Um, I have, a I had launched, um, initiative called boys code, which is to, uh, shift the narrative for black and brown boys, um, in America to leverage in tech and entrepreneurship and, and creating those kind of opportunities for black and brown men. Um, but I focus on that piece because I want to see everybody win. And I have this thing, what I call position to win, which I have, you know, some series, some speaking series with some entrepreneurs that are doing some amazing work across the country. Um, but my thing that I've learned is just to be good and want to see people win. So I want to see people who are in a position to win, period. And I think when you lead and, and be genuine and just want to see, um, just be great, just be good to people and just, you know, and 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 just be a blessing. I think that's what we're, we're meant to be. Just be good to people and be a blessing. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. I, I definitely appreciate that, man. But uh, man, the floor yours, man. Just shout out your, like, say your, any, any, <clears throat> any insight you want to give people to what you're doing, um, up that way in Connecticut, man. Um, 
Story man, handles anything, man. You got the floor, brother. Go ahead. All right. So um, right now, I would say probably um, just check out um, if you can um, go check out um, the voice code T H E underscore voice code on Instagram. Um, I just recently launched that initiative, trying to make sure I get more young boys and, and young men into tech and entrepreneurship. I think tech is one of the industries in, industries that we can help shift, and we are, we definitely are needed in that space. Um, we're truly some of the most innovative people, are the most innovative people on the planet, um, but we're also not equally represented in that industry, which makes up less than one percent of that industry. Um, so that's a space that we have to definitely be at. And so I'm. I've created a platform where I'm going to be highlighting and, and creating avenues for black and brown communities to really get into entrepreneurship and, and become co-founders and then help initially with a strategic focus to make sure we can, you know, work on the wealth gap. But I know we have to be able to create ownership because ownership is the root way to be able to bridge that. And so I'm working very hard to make sure I can create energy around that piece and make sure we can um, advance black and brown pathways into these tech industries um so you can follow me um directly if you want to you know connect with myself on instagram um it's black tech it's b-l-c-k underscore t-e-c-h and i'm actively involved on linkedin always looking to connect with um, other professionals um name is anthony g barrett mba on linkedin um and, and that's it. And then also I have our organization, Girls for Technology, which I co-founded with my wife. She's the president and CEO. We're doing some phenomenal work in that area. And um, and uh, yeah, just continue to look out for us. And I'm just here to, if I can be uh, any support to anyone that's listening, anyone that wants to connect, if they're looking to start up a, a organization or a nonprofit, my wife uh, and myself are always willing to uh, lend some support or lend some strategic guidance around that piece. So um, let's connect. I'm always looking to uh, spread love. Cool, cool. And definitely, man, what I want to do, too, um, I, I'm, I'm working on a uh, mentoring, a, vir- a virtual uh, mentoring enrichment uh, workshop, man. So definitely we can um, get together and share some ideas and whatnot on that. Um, I, I think that would be awesome, too, to throw in some of the tech stuff and, and I have maybe a 30, 45 session on that. You know, for for you know, for your for your audience as well. I think that'd be cool. We can link up and do that, man. Yes, sir. Okay, but all right, guys. <clears throat> appreciate Mr. Grant. Appreciate everything that he um, informed us about, man. It's it's, it's awesome uh, just to have like-minded uh, men, even men who have different opinions. We've had people that we might not have, we might not have uh, agreed about everything, but but that's what life is about: uh, learning to coexist, um, but still have one main mission. So. Everybody out there, we're peace. And as always, I say, when I get out of here, I feel like this. I say, I holler, and I'm out. Peace.